Welcome back to Ethereal Odyssey. If you haven't been here before, my name is Allison. I'll be here with you guiding you through your roller derby experience. <laughs> right here, I've got my roller derby sister, Liz, otherwise known as Bruiser Von Hammerstein. Am I saying that right? Yep, that's yep. right. Okay, Hi. awesome. How are you doing? I am doing great. How are you? Uh, Good. It's really nice to be sitting here not sweating with you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's weird because we're technically on break while they refinish the floors at our uh, roller arena. Mm -hmm. Is that what you call it? Yeah, yeah I think so. Cool. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so we're off for about a month and a half and I just feel like I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to come back in the middle of August in the blazing summer heat <laughs> and just die from all the couch lounging I've been doing. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm definitely not drinking enough water and my coworkers keep feeding me beef jerky, so there's yeah. a problem there. Oh yeah, it's going to be a rough <laughs> transition back in. Uh, so today we're talking about roller derby, and I know this has nothing to do with astrology or tarot or does it? But it's one of my favorite pastimes, and it's coming up on my one-year roller derby anniversary in about a month. Yeah. Uh, so I felt like it was a good opportunity. Nice. Plus, yeah. this is when the stars align, and both of our schedules finally let us get together. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so do you want to talk about yourself for a second? Um, not really. No? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, sure. Yeah, so I have been playing roller derby uh, for almost six years. I joined in October 2013, so coming up soon on my anniversary as well. Um, it's been really fun. Um, throughout that time, I've held a lot of different board positions, which I really enjoy doing. Uh, and I've been a captain and a coach. I coach the fresh meat. Uh, and it's just a really fun thing to do. I get yes. to meet lots of new fun people. Uh, now, what would you say is your favorite, like, title to hold? Hmm. Uh, I don't know about a title. I think one of my favorite things to do is to coach fresh meat. Um, like, especially when people come in at the very beginning. And it's kind of selfish for me because it's, it's really just something that I super enjoy. And, like, helping, fi helping people find the things that they didn't know they could do. Like, it is such an experience to have somebody come in and say, like, I can't do this. I can't jump on skates or any of that. <laughs> like, why would you do that? And that sounds way too hard. But, you know, like, usually they try it and then they can. And they're like, oh, my gosh, what else can I do? You know, and seeing that look on people's faces when they figure out they can do something they didn't think they could is really, like, personally rewarding for me. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And for them. Absolutely. Yeah. The way I like see you skate is very much like in a, like you are not afraid to be a leader, but you're also very inclusive when it comes to like helping other people with what they need. And, uh, I don't know. You've just never made me feel less than I love it. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. I would never want to. So right. Yeah. Right. I told you before too, you're one of the people that I admire a lot. And you, oh, you stop really, it. you have had a really great journey this last year. It's been great. Guys, I'm crying. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but I was not surprised to find out that you were a Capricorn. Ah, uh, yeah. So yeah, I think, um, I think I told you that, and you were like, oh, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, okay. Yeah, it was like total 360. <laughs> I feel it, I see it. 
Why did you get started doing this? Oh, God. <laughs> well, uh, last year, exactly last July, somewhere of 2018, um, I had, I guess I should back up a little bit and say several years ago, whenever the Ellen Page movie mm-hmm. that Drew Barrymore directed, uh, Whip It came out. Yeah. I was just like, oh my god, that's so cool. But like, you know, I was only vaguely aware of the Hellbuddies, but I was definitely not old enough to join right. at that time. Right? right. So I thought the movie was really cool and it was just kind of like one of those, oh, well, I can't really skate. I'm not very coordinated, you know, like it never even occurred to me that that would be, like, ever an avenue in my life, right? Um, yeah, and so I was vaguely aware of the Hell Buddies and the background of, like, Athens County. Um, and then, yeah, so I think it was our mutual friend Heather was NSOing for the home bout last uh-huh. year. Uh, and I was like, yeah, I'll come watch, you know, it'd be cool. So, uh, I went, uh, with my partner and we watched and it was fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, and yeah, I didn't even then was like wanting to join. I was just like all about it. Uh, and then the very next day we had Bloody Marys with our mutual friend and then several of the, um, veteran skaters, including you. Mm Mm-hmm. And I I think I was just vaguely asking about everybody's, like, life, because I feel like I just like to drift into that (laughs) nonchalantly, like, hey, how are you doing? What's your name? What's your sign? Tell me your life. Uh (laughs) (laughs) And then at one point, everybody had told me their, like, initial derby story and whether they had ever skated in their life or not and most of them had never skated before Mm -hmm. roller derby and it made me feel a little glimmer of hope and then that's when Jules leaned in you the the great convincer she's the great convincer yeah Yeah, if there was ever a charismatic character Mm -hmm. that could convince you to turn water into wine it Mm -hmm. would be Jules uh yeah so a collective, I would say, <laughs> especially Jules, yeah, convinced me to join or at least come to the fresh meet. I remember, I remember leaving um, Jackie's that day, and we were all like, "Well, we'll see you on Tuesday or whatever. We'll see you next Saturday, whatever the day was." Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Yeah, and I don't even think I went to the fresh meat clinic. I think I went on a different random day. I think you did. Um, yeah, I think you did. And I think you messaged me and you're like, don't forget me. I'm still going to come to the, I'm going to come to another day. So I don't I'm, even remember that. Did. That's hilarious. You joined our cult, our roller derby cult. I did. <laughs> it was like the most fulfilling cult ever. It's a good one. Yes. It's a good one. Absolutely. It's super mm-hmm. supportive. Yeah. So tell me about your first. Yeah. Um, I... I did skate as a kid. Um, I skated a lot. We spent a lot of time at um, the roller skating rink. I lived in Piqua, Ohio, which is a kind of small town. There's not a ton of stuff to do. So we would go to the skating rink and, like, hang out there all the time. Uh, and I think I was telling you, like, you know, the black lights and, like, the yes. the moonlight <laughs> skates um, and all of the, the young child drama that you can imagine happens at the skating rink in the 90s mm-hmm. with glow sticks and Italian Isis. That was my childhood. 
Um, but yeah, so we, we used to do that all the time. We would skate there. We skated at home a lot. We had rollerblades and stuff. So we just skated a ton and it's just something I've always loved to do. Um, and then I came to Athens and I, I really hadn't heard anything about roller derby. I didn't really know about it. My brother came into town and was visiting and he, um, actually met me at Jackie O's and it was after a game. So that's a weird connection. Maybe really? Jackie O's the is tap like room weird... still? It wasn't the tap room. It was the one uptown, but maybe Jackie oh, O's is like a weird recruitment portal. Interesting. Hmm. Maybe we should hang out there. I need um, to look into <laughs> that, right? Uh, and the Hellbaddies all came. They showed up. It was after they had just had a game, and he arm wrestled Lauren. Um, <laughs> Which is crazy. I know. It's so <laughs> insane. And I was just like, oh, weird. I had no idea this was even a thing here. Uh, and I like didn't really think about it. I saw a poster a couple months later that they were recruiting, and I was like, huh, yeah, let's maybe give that a try. I, I will say I did go to a clinic in Columbus. It was their um, basic skills thing before I ever went to Athens, just in case I was really terrible at it. <laughs> at least, At least if I was really terrible in Columbus, I'd never see any of those people. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. you know, I was like baby deer mm-hmm. on ice when mm-hmm. I first started. Like, you I, you know, had rollerblade when I was a kid, but that was like, you know, yeah, what, 20 years ago it's a different kind of thing to yeah to come in with quad skates mm-hmm. you know yeah and mm-hmm. with it being that like long ago everybody just thinks oh yeah like i'll just pick up where i left off nah dude your body yeah. is totally different now totally yeah. yeah you don't use the same muscles for really like basically anything else so yeah yeah yeah, so uh, I didn't even know how to put knee pads on. <laughs> I had to have Mustang Sally show me how to put knee pads on. Aww, and then she did so it for cute. me. She's like, all right, get out there and skate. I was like, how do I even stand up on these? <laughs> I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was funny. After that first practice, I got hit hard and went down, and I fell really hard, and <laughs> there was like, she's never coming back. Uh-huh. Should we ruined her, and then I came back like the very next you day. You did. You did. I was surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> You've had a good journey. You started, you know, and I certainly don't mean this in any judgmental way, but no. you started in a place where a lot of people are maybe a little more advanced than you mm-hmm. were, but like you've made it through this whole year and you're bouting already, you know, mm-hmm. like that's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It really blew my mind to see mm-hmm. how quickly everything happened because, you know, the only thing I was concentrated on for a long time was just keeping up and surviving that day of practice. Mm-hmm. And then eventually my goal was like, okay, I'm going to pass everything except the 27 and five, you know, uh, for those of you who don't know, you have to uh, skate 27 laps in five minutes um, as one of the minimum skills requirements. That 27 laps roughly equates to a mile. So you would basically be skating a mile in five minutes. Yeah. It's pretty brutal. Right. Yeah. Was it 27 and 5 when you joined? or I think it may have been 25 and 5 when I joined. Um, yeah. I'm not sure why they bumped it up. That seems kind of cruel <laughs> now in hindsight. Yeah. Um, I was talking to somebody else, and they said it was 20 at one point. Hmm. And then over the years, it was just kind of like people assumed that that was not enough. Yeah. 
I mean, you get to a point, um, you know, like now, now 27 isn't that bad for me, you know, but also like six years later, you know, mm-hmm. it's not that bad. So yeah, I don't know. After a while, it's hard to get over that initial hump of the 27, but for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I felt like I plateaued at 21 mm-hmm. for a long time. A lot of people do. Yeah. <laughs> How did you come up with your nickname? Um, so my full derby name is Bruiser von Hammerstein. Um, my last name in real life is Hammer, so that's already kind of a badass place to start, really. Yeah. Um, and really would have been a shame if I hadn't used that. Um, Bruiser, I kind of just like, I don't know, it's like kind of generic, like, tough woman in a bar maybe kind of sounds to me, <laughs> which is like, yeah, I kind of like that, you know, and just like add the Vaughn in there for a little flair. Mm-hmm. So. It's a very like Elvira vampire. Yes. That's kind of what I was going for yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. It goes with the black hair for mm-hmm. sure. Totally. Lots yeah. of. Yeah. How did you come up with your name? Oh, God. Well, (laughs) I had thought about a lot of different things for a while, but I think I just got discouraged every time. Because you get excited, Mm -hmm. and I definitely want other people to feel included or whatever that means. Yeah. Um, So every time I thought of something really good and I thought for sure I'd be on it, like for a long time I thought I was going to do Alice in Chains. Nice. (laughs) I like that. Yeah, until somebody (laughs) made a snarky comment like, you don't even care about that. Well, oh, that's like, true. That's a I mean, point. yes, but that's not the point. Yeah. So, yes. Whatever. So I was like, well, I can't do that because now I'll hear that voice in the back of my head for the rest of my life. <laughs> or at least my derby career. It. Yeah. And then it t- like, made me feel a little bit better when I talked to um, a, a member who was... Um, on break or leave, I guess, mm-hmm. um, who was like, oh, yeah, I've changed my names, like, three times. And I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, you can do that, you know? Totally. You don't have to stick with, like, Powerpuff Girl. <laughs> yeah, Bye. and people, you know, people change. You can you mm-hmm. can do whatever you want. Yeah. Sometimes you, sometimes people look out. Like, I can't imagine skating under anything but Bruiser von Hammerstein, honestly. But you never know. Yeah, yeah. So, Scry Baby is my derby name. Uh, Scry because, you know, I love astrology and tarot cards, and I felt like scrying in a crystal ball was very, like, appropriate. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know where Cry Baby came from. I think I was watching the movie, <laughs> and I was just like, oh, wouldn't that be cute? And I think I watched baby driver or something i was like oh everyone's gonna call me baby it's gonna be so cute (laughs) and i can do all these like makeup schemes based on that and nobody calls me baby everybody Uh just calls me scry which is still cool but yeah that's true i wonder why that happens that way i don't know i think jules did say like call me baby once but she's also a very caring person so i couldn't Mm. tell if it was my name or of a term endearment. Yeah. So maybe it was that. Yeah. Like huh. difference. That could be. Yes. That is interesting. So here though. we are. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good name for you. Thanks. I appreciate it. 
So I did look up your um, derby anniversary year. Mm-hmm. It was 2013. And according to numerology in tarot, it is the lover's card in the major arcana. Mm. So, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of cute because it's like uh, Gemini rules like the the sign that rose the card and so it's all about like communication and like mm-hmm. reflection of that do you feel like your your gemini side has opened up since joining roller derby yeah absolutely um that's really interesting because you know one of the things that i think has helped me grow the most um has been sort of having a lot of different roles in the league and mm-hmm. also being there a long time. And when you're there a long time, you kind of become like a de facto like leader of mm-hmm. the group, you know? Um, and that's kind of, I've never been that really kind of person before, you know, I've never been the leader of anything or had a place in my career where I was that way. And I think being kind of put in that position kind of forced me to communicate better and be a little bit more conscious of like how I do things. Um, you know, you mentioned I'm a Capricorn. Like I like for <laughs> things to like be away, you know, yeah. like I need them to be like logical and like, let's do this in like a very rational way, you know, that makes a lot of sense and, um, you know, those kinds of things, but not all people think like that. Uh, mm-hmm. and you have to kind of learn, how to deal with that and especially with roller derby I feel like you get a lot of very different people in Mm -hmm. that group um so just kind of corralling you know 25 strong opinionated women like you learn a thing or two about communication you know Mm -hmm. and and how to do that so yeah it's interesting and to not take everything so seriously. 100%. Like, I used to take it personally that I could not make a certain derby sister smile or laugh or anything. And I was just like, she doesn't love me. <laughs> and it has nothing to do with you probably, yeah. right? No, no. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't think I ever confronted her. But it was just like, I had to, I noticed it took months. But I think it was just who she was as a person learning to gain her trust Mm -hmm. and you know gauging her response to things yeah and a lot of different people a lot of different things bring different people to roller derby so Mm -hmm. you know even if that person is maybe like Jules who's you know very um you know open and extroverted and happy and you know will just tell you all the time how happy she is to see you. Uh, Sometimes other people are there because they need something in their life to keep them going, and it's hard to be that way, you know? Mm -hmm. And you just never know. It's good to not take it personally. Yeah, yeah. Communicating was a weird thing for me before roller derby. It was just kind of like being communicating for me was just kind of like something that you were polite to get through the situation and then you could like go a little deeper like Mm -hmm. on one-on-ones but when you are in a pack which is in arm's length with at least two people right you have to tell them what you're doing where you're going be prepared take the push sit down yeah and you know whenever I was asked to lead one of the jams you know and be pivot for a second I'm like 
do you guys want to do this? Like, how do you feel about that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I just, like, grab your arm. I'm like, here, move here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, and that's a great example because in that time, you don't have a lot of time to communicate. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't say, you know, Scry, I would really appreciate it if you would move to the inside line. The jammer's <laughs> going to come up and they're going to come around and I, I would just love it if you could be there. You know, yeah. I just need to, I have like one second to say, here, move here and move you there or you move there, you know? Mm-hmm. So you have to really kind of like distill your communication there. Mm-hmm. It forces you to get the point across, right? Yes. Really quickly. That's yes, good. and if you don't have that verbal communication, you're definitely looking for body language around you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you only get one shot, like mom's spaghetti deal, where, you, <laughs> where like, you see somebody miss, a, like, a jammer, and so I'm like, well, I'm going to go for it. And yeah. two out of three times, yeah. you know, it actually happened. I'm like, oh, my God, here we go. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it that's interesting. When you said year of the lovers, I was assuming it was like um my love relationship with roller derby starting. Mm. I was like, oh, that's so true. I mean <laughs> I yes, like, I'll just do this thing sense. like part time and now I'm like every um it's gotten a little better, but like every waking minute has to do with roller derby, basically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I understand that, like, my coworkers' eyes glaze over because they have no mm-hmm. idea. Like, there were several clients that I work with who came just because they'd been hearing me talk about it for so many months. And yeah. they're like, oh, my gosh, that was so cool. Yeah, Oh, my God, I have fans. <laughs> Your own fan club. My own fan club. All, <laughs> all by myself. So my derby anniversary is obviously uh, 2018, Mm -hmm. so that is the year of the strength card, I believe Mm. I said. Yeah, which is pretty appropriate because that's also my life card. Mm. Um, We can, like, check yours out afterwards, whatever. Um, But, yeah, it has been a very pivotal year for me. Yeah. Yeah. like, I definitely don't feel like the same person I was a year ago. Yeah, so, I mean, I think I can probably maybe a little bit into what the strength card means, but, like, mm-hmm. um, what does it, is there anything in particular about the meaning of it that makes you feel that way? I'm glad you asked. Oh, <laughs> it's like so, <laughs> right, exactly. So, it's ruled by Leo. So Leo is also like the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all about finding your your passion, your inner power, your creativity, what really drives you and motivates you. Think of it as like, you know, you are the sun beaming out. Like mm-hmm. it's like full illumination. You don't have to understand how it works. You just have to appreciate it happening, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like I always think about like a a cat like sunbathing it's like they don't understand like or care about how the sun is working they just enjoy it they know how it makes them feel yes exactly Mm -hmm. and that's what strength is all about is enjoying something that makes you feel um creatively driven and passionately strong yeah and learning to embrace that and not run away from things like that, even if it gets scary or tough, like mm-hmm. literally 
me on the floor, every practice, falling, you know. Yeah. That's what we got derby pads for. That's what exactly. we got life pads for. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Huh, that's great. Yeah, that is really appropriate. Mm-hmm. You have had a you have had a long journey. It's been a hard one for you, but you really persevered and you really stuck it out. And like mm-hmm. I said, that's one of the things that I super love about you is like you just really <laughs> stuck it out. I I admire that so much. Um, so I also checked out the roller derby like history. So mm-hmm. it started back in like 1935-ish, <laughs> but I think like roller derby as we know it really started back like it, you know, was when it originally started in 35, it was like a little endurance cross country type of race mm-hmm. where, you know, they would just skate for hours and days on end just to get, you know, these little lights that light up on a map, you know. Yeah, that sounds like... <sighs> exhausting. Yeah, it sounds exhausting, but, like, you know, it seems like it moved on pretty quickly to, like, something else because mm-hmm. it was kind of boring to watch, mm-hmm. which, like... Yeah. It does sound kind of boring. Like, it once does. you get past, like, the excitement of, like, ooh, you've made it halfway across the United States or whatever, mm-hmm. it's, you're just, like, skating and skating and skating. Yeah. Like, yeah, I thought that was interesting, and I also thought it was interesting that, like, it was mostly for women, but it was co-ed when it first started. Yeah, I guess I always assumed, and I don't know this, but I always assumed that it, like, sort of transitioned more into a women's sport just because it was, mm-hmm. like, racier and, like, more exciting to, like, watch these women, like, beating on each other, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, or maybe just because they had wrestling, I don't know when wrestling started. Right. I'm not really sure that women had very many other athletic opportunities mm-hmm. back in these decades, but it definitely feels like it was a huge, I don't want to even say a wave of feminism, but it kind of feels like that whenever yeah. it like died off in the 70s because mm-hmm. it was like really crazy and lame. Um, and then it came back full force 2001 in Austin, Texas. Yeah, I think, and going back to, like, the 70s stuff, too, like, I do think that some of that is empowering still, because those Mm -hmm. women, like, it kind of, uh, did you watch Glow, the thing on Netflix? (laughs) Okay, so, like, kind of a cheesy show, but, like, the first season, I was just like, oh, my God, this is roller derby. Like, it's all of these women that, like, created these personas and, like, found, Mm. like, friends in like this alternative sport you know Mm -hmm. and also found it to be kind of empowering to like use their bodies in different ways different body shapes and sizes and Mm. um different you know just different backgrounds and aspects so like and I don't think it was I don't know that it was necessarily proposed that way or maybe it was I don't know I wasn't around in the Mm -hmm. 70s but um I could see it being kind of feminist even though it wasn't really Right. The same kind of feminism as I would say now. Yeah, I feel like maybe when it had started, the reason that it got a lot of attention was because it was so racy and sexual and whatever. But now I feel like that's also why people love it because it's like... You know, fuck your opinion. Yeah. This is, like, the athletic sexual liberation. Yeah, and people, I will tell you that there are still people that, um, when you tell them, oh, I 
play roller derby, and I don't know about your experience, but like, you know, I've, I've said that, and they're like, oh, that's kind of hot, like, girls hitting on girls, and I'm just like, all right, like, maybe just cool it, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, it's actually a very athletic sport that I spend six hours a week training for, you know, right. so, um, yeah, it's a, it's gotten a bit more serious, but it definitely still has that undertone of, like, um, it being kind of sexy and, like, like women mud wrestling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly the kind of vibe I think it has sometimes out, like, in the general population. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's definitely more room to grow. And I really like the fact that we are having more than one bout mm-hmm. um, a year because it definitely gives more people in the community an opportunity to come see what it actually is now. Yeah. Um. And, like, what it really isn't, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, let me tie Tarot back into this really quickly for yeah, one second. Great. So, started back, reinvigorated Austin, Texas, 2001, the year of the Empress, mm-hmm. okay? Naturally. Right. So, <laughs> the physical manifestation of uh, the feminine archetype. Um, if you could think of, like, the high priestess being, like, the, you know, the one who has all the knowledge and is very, like, internal, the feminism of the empress is all external. Mm -hmm. So she's seen in tarot a lot as this pregnant woman on a throne filled with all this, like, lushness around her. And for me, that reminds me of, like, the Venus archetype. So not only is Venus ruled, you know, rules over that card, but it it reminds me of this deep outer appearance, not to be this sensual being for other people, but to be in it for yourself. And it's, like, what really you feel, like feeds your soul as a woman Mm -hmm. and not apologizing for that on the outer appearance. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a good description of roller derby. (laughs) Yeah. And, all right, um, so what is roller derby to you? Like, what is it logically, and then what does it mean to you? Um, yeah, so that's both kind of hard questions. So, logically, it's kind of a sometimes challenging sport to explain because there are a lot of things happening all the time in it. Um, Basically, the fundamental of the sport is that there are two teams playing against each other. Each team fields a jammer. The jammer uh, has a star on their head. They also field four blockers. So the jammers are the ones that score points, and they score points by passing the opposing team's blockers. So the blockers, as you can imagine, are, are playing offense and defense at the same time because they're trying to keep the other team's jammer from getting through while also helping their own jammer get through to score points. So it's a lot it's a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. Would and you agree with that? Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. And it's one of the only sports I've ever seen where you have to play both offense and defense Mm -hmm. uh, simultaneously. Yeah, the strategy is intense. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And when you have no idea what's going on, like Mm -hmm. your baby fresh meat out there, like, 
should I be blocking or should I be going? And the answer is both. It's yeah. always both. Just do all the things. Yeah, yeah. I love, like, our coaches are always like, yes, but. <laughs> Maybe in this situation, but, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I'm not sure I was going to lead into that. <laughs> well, when um, you asked about what roller derby also is maybe not technically too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think for me, one of the things that was most surprising was like the community of people that are just involved with that. Um, mm-hmm. and that's maybe more exciting than the actual sport sometimes. But, yeah. Um, both are pretty exciting. Would yeah, absolutely. Um, what was really surprising to me is yeah, I assumed it was, like, a popular thing, but you don't understand the significance of all of the underground subcultures that surround something until you're, like, fully in it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. to give you any kind of um, perspective, okay, so you think of, let's say, soccer, for an example. You have maybe, what, one or two refs? Right. You know, at once. (laughs) Exactly. Like not a whole lot going on. You can keep on it easily. And whenever we were putting together our home bout, it like blew my mind to think about the fact that we needed 16 refs because there were so many things going on at once. Yeah, I think um, we had seven refs, but then you need like all of those other officials that are there, you know, so even if you're watching the game, you see all those people in the black and white shirts out mm-hmm. there, but then there are another, like, ten people outside of that that make that game actually run. It's a lot. It's yeah. intense. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's intense, and, like, I didn't even think about the fact that, like, yes, there's roller derby, but there's also, like, all these other subcultures off of that, like, mm-hmm. a whole roller derby referee community. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, and that's the NSO crazy. community, totally. <laughs> yeah, right? absolutely. And juniors, there's a juniors, um, you know, kind of thing now, and mm-hmm. men's roller derby even. So all mm-hmm. of these other things that kind of spin off of that. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. I didn't even realize that men skated mm-hmm. in roller derby until we did the co-ed scrimmage. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's a whole men's uh, league. So there's the Women's Flat Track Derby Association. There's also the Men's Roller Derby Association, so... Mm-hmm. And juniors. Yeah. So I think we talked about it a little bit, how it feels like uh, WIFTA, or Women's Flat Track Roller Derby Association, mm-hmm. is like becoming a little bit more um, open when it comes to inclusive. How do I say Inclusiveness, yeah. Yes. Yes. So mm-hmm. do you feel as though it's going to become open to all? Or how do you think they're working through that right now? Um. I am by no means an expert, but uh, the WIFTA, the Women's Flat Track Derby Association, I'm just going to say WIFTA because the other is really long, Um, they did come out a year or two ago with a policy, a gender policy. So it is officially called Women's Flat Track Derby, but their gender policy says if women's derby is where you most closely identify and you're most closely comfortable, so you don't necessarily have to identify as a woman. You can be non-binary, you know, many things 
uh, that can be encompassed in that. But if this is where you're most comfortable, then that's where you would be accepted. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I want to tie this back to our lead specifically mm-hmm. uh, because one of the really cute, it's cute, whatever, mm-hmm. it's cute to me, mm-hmm. um, but exciting things is every, like, beginning of practice, yeah, we'll warm up a little bit, but we do introductions and we also do pronoun introductions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like maybe I'm just a little sheltered, but I hardly ever see that. Yeah. You know? I think it's I think it's becoming a thing that is um maybe a little more um expected, I think too, you know, mm-hmm. as people are becoming more aware of different genders. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it makes me really happy, you know, and it's a reflection of this league, which has grown into a thing where, you know, collectively we want people to feel accepted and understood, so, and seen as who they are. So right. It's good. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> okay, so what would you say, like, some common misconceptions about roller derby are? Oh, boy. Um, you know, I think the the biggest one is that everybody in the sport is kind of, mean or violent or aggressive this sport is a full contact sport and when you watch it um it it can be kind of violent seeming but the players that play roller derby in general they practice and they train and they um you know really work on their form uh, to be able to do this safely in the way that it's dangerous uh, in that you may get hit it's also dangerous just to hit people with your body, you know, full contact and be on roller skates. So um, people train really hard to make sure that it stays safe. And also we have a ton of rules. Um, the rule book is you had to take the test. It's like mm-hmm. a hundred question test. Um, it's There are a lot of rules in there. Mm-hmm. And most of them are safety, I would say. Yeah, safety the manual related. alone mm-hmm. is what, like 53 pages? Yeah, that sounds about right. It was exhausting, but totally (laughs) worth it and totally necessary. Um, Yeah, and it didn't hit me that I was, like, a quote-unquote athlete until I was, like, (laughs) signing up for my, like, roller derby insurance. I'm Uh like, all right, look at me go. (laughs) I'm getting athletic insurance. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, um, you know, as far as the safety and the aggressiveness goes, like, do do you think that that is a reasonable um, stereotype, or you think that we're pretty safe there? Um, I feel as though we, like, our league is definitely a lot safer than other leagues I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it is weird to go and practice with other leagues, like, nearby, um, and see what they would think is acceptable and what we think is a little mm-hmm. different. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, oh, listen, you could have really, like, hurt somebody with that. Yeah. I think a lot of that, too, comes from experience. A lot of the local leagues are not as established as our league. So yeah. we've had a lot of people to help refine some of that, which is good. You mm-hmm. know, and another thing about aggression that I just remembered, uh, the Girl Scouts came to one of our games, uh, our home games here in Athens, and they were just blown away at like how we all loved each other so much like not just our team <laughs> us and the other team you know like the right. jammers are hugging or like dancing on the jam line um all of that stuff and they said that was really nice to see and it is a it is a good community you know we've made friends from other leagues and keep in touch and next weekend I'm going to a 
all weekend thing in Cleveland and I'll get to see all of my regional friends that I have. So I'm excited. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my favorite moment of my first game was looking back and seeing you and another Derby member from Dayton and you're just like laughing and giggling like <laughs> high school besties mm-hmm. and another of our team members like stop giggling. You're supposed to hate each other. <laughs> like, yeah. It's classic really dirty stuff. It's pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the whole aggression type of stereotype comes from roller derby that maybe the older generation had grew up with on TV. Because mm-hmm. that was brutal. Yeah. Like, hardly any pads. And staged, too, right? Exactly, yeah. yes. Like, straight up fake wrestling uh-huh. ridiculousness. Escape to the face kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You would see way more, like, punches to the face. A lot like hockey, but mm-hmm. it just, I don't know. It seemed crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I think the craziest thing about the roller derby history was when I found out that it used to be a figure eight track with, oh, like, God. A 16-foot wall and, like, a pit of alligators. I feel like there should also be flames involved in that. And just yeah, like, yeah. That's terrifying. Exactly. <laughs> and, I mean, it didn't surprise me that it was, like, what is it called? Syndicated TV. The same mm-hmm. people who mm-hmm. own Jerry Springer. Oh, yeah. It's like, all right, I guess that, like, makes sense or something. Yeah. Um, so it, st- it did start in Texas in 2001, right? Yes. Um, and it was kind of a different kind of roller derby then. Yeah. Uh, it came back as as a real sport. It still had some of the flashy things, but certainly not like people punching people. Um, yeah. You know, it was a real sport with structure. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a little looser structure than it has now. It's it's grown to be a little tighter, but uh, yeah, I think and I think it definitely has roots um, that are very based in feminine, you know, energy. And I think it was also kind of this is my interpretation this is probably not a real thing but it's kind of like fuck you to men's sports yeah because like we don't really women's sports are always seen as like secondary you know it's like oh women's baseball you know and I don't feel that way but like that's how it's perceived you know yeah colleges promote like the men's basketball maybe less of the women's basketball Mm -hmm. um so this is like a sport where we could just be like Okay, this is a women's sport, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely like a for the women, by the women. Mm-hmm. And then now since our mainstream culture is I'm not saying because just our mainstream culture is evolving, but I feel as though there's enough people that are collectively understanding each other and need this opportunity to grow the league to mm-hmm. more gender identities. Yeah. Um and that's a thing that I still am, like, just maybe mauling, like, kind of all the time. It's, like, it's women's derby. Um, I think I mentioned to you uh, the Vigine regime, uh, the VR they've been. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just recently announced that they were considering changing the name of their organization. They were uh, a team that, uh, an organization that was basically made to support LGBTQ plus skaters. So, mm-hmm. um you know, while it is women's roller derby, there are a lot of people who don't have vaginas that mm-hmm. um, play women's ro- roller derby. So yeah. to call it Vagine Regime doesn't necessarily, 
it's not inclusive, you know. Yeah. But also, like, I do, I do think that it's important to keep it a women's sport. Or this is, this is the thing I struggle with, like, basically exclusively about men, kind of in a way, because mm-hmm. I. And it's not that I dislike men or I don't want to play sports with men. I play in those co-ed scrimmages with men. Yeah. But I do think that it's important to have a space reserved um, not for men in a world where a lot mm-hmm. of things are reserved for men. Yes. You know? Yes, absolutely. And I kind of agree in a sense um, that... There's, like, controversy in a lot of other kinds of organizations for um, a group of people who were marginalized most of their lives and Mm -hmm. for most of um, history. So the fact that we've been able to, like, rise up and claim something that is predominantly mostly ours is really exciting. And the fact that we can share that with other, um, like minority type of cultures is really mm-hmm. exciting also um I'm not really sure like that I could really vote on that either way I just kind of like I want to just have our nonprofit league yeah. and you know whoever Stay wants to be the, in there the yeah there be politics yeah because I yeah. don't really know it's a struggle you know yeah. and like I said it's not something that I've really even fully formed an opinion on like yeah I do feel pretty strongly you know trans women are women and you know non-binary people I think should be allowed mm-hmm. you know I feel pretty strongly about that but um yeah it's just a lot of questions and things to think about mm-hmm. exactly and I feel like uh I keep saying sisters just you know for lack of communal sure um verbiage I guess <laughs> but there's been several of our derby sisters who's given me so much more insight on just the way that we relate to other people yeah. and using different kinds of language to like identify them as mm-hmm. and uh, it's funny because I was thinking about it just a couple days ago about like let's let's use pronouns for an example you know yeah. you use like she her he him they there right mm-hmm. And it's funny that, like, you would refer to a person as, like, a singular person, right, with whatever gender that they perceived, I guess. But when you talk about somebody who wants to be uh, non-gender, non-binary specific, uh, it's almost like you're talking to them and all of their spirit guides and ancestors. And I was just like, that's fucking powerful. I know. That's exactly how I think about it, too. Yeah. Because, you know, at the beginning, when I first learned, you know, that people could identify as they, them, I was like, Mm -hmm. it kind of drove me nuts from, like, a grammar standpoint, like, exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, but you're one person. And then I was like, actually... It kind of embodies a lot of things, and I mm-hmm. kind of dig that. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Like, my coworkers get on me because I say, like, whenever I check out a client, I'm like, y'all ready? Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's just, like, it's it's easier. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, it sounds a little, like, slang, but, like, it also is gender neutral, you know? Yeah, it is. I, I say dude a lot, too, which I feel like is gender neutral to me, but um, mm-hmm. I can see it not being. So I try not to say it a lot, but 
It's just fun to say, mm-hmm. like, dude. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it just makes me think of, like, the, I don't know, our generation. I know. You know? We fucked up a lot, but we made some cool shit happen, too. 100%. Oh, gosh. Uh, anyway, back to this roller derby thing. Back to this roller derby thing <laughs> that we kind of know about. Uh <laughs> <laughs> so, WIFTA was founded 2004, also the year of the lovers. Mm. Uh, you know, and again, mm-hmm. ruled by Gemini, which is communication, you know, yeah. forming these dialogues about the rules, rules and the functionality. Body. Yes. Mm. Uh, it's an air sign, so it makes sense that it would be something that's cold, cut, and to the point. Nice. Um, and then also Appalachian Hell Buddies, I believe they started 2010, mm-hmm. October, which is also a year of the Empress. Yeah. Are you seeing That's a crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. It's interesting how these waves seem to keep coming about, right? Yeah. It makes sense. I mean, a lot of these things are definitely characteristics that I would associate with yeah, yeah. And the Hellbuddies. Right, exactly. Or the fact that we have several home games in the middle of cancer season, whether that's for practicality or not, <laughs> I don't feel like it's... <laughs> it has nothing to do with the summer heat. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the heat, because if that was true, we would be a winter-only sport. Yeah, that's true. Or fall. That's true. Anything but blazing summer. July and August. But then we wouldn't have outside skating. That's true. Yeah, really, um, it's kind of unfair to say that any season we have off because really we go like January through November. Yeah, <laughs> <So> yeah. <laughs> we kind of skate all year, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was hard to explain to somebody else that uh, they asked what the roller derby season was. I was like, well, it's like November to November. They're like, yeah. what? I'm like, yeah. December's hard because of all of the holidays and like, yeah. and stuff but yeah basically we skate the rest of the year mm-hmm. that's a lot yeah lots of things happening behind the scenes y'all mm-hmm. um and my first home game which was june 23rd or wait no that's not right july 13th so yes it was in cancer season but uh this year is the year of the hanged man and my biggest, like, whenever I think of the hangman, it's, you know, traditionally in the right of it, Smith decks, it's a man who's hung from a rope by his foot, and mm-hmm. he's just kind of chilling there, like, pondering. Um, so the big word that comes up is, like, surrender, and all I can think about is surrender to the push. Yeah. You know, surrender to the 27 and 5, <clears throat> and it wasn't until I just... You know, went for it and wore all my lucky rabbits and was just like, I'm going to do this today. And, you know, one of our coaches was just like, visually made this real deep icon, just like, you're doing this. (laughs) I am. Here we go. Great. Yeah. Yeah. It was really intense, but it was magical at the same time. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um. We have another home game coming up, as you mentioned. Yes. Um, October 20, uh, 26th. 26th. Right? 26th. Yeah. Yeah, so block party weekend here in Athens, but mm-hmm. it's going to be 
earlier in the day. It should be a blast. I know everybody on the team is super looking forward to it. Everybody loves Halloween. Mm -hmm. Um, So be some spooky makeup themes, I'm sure. Yeah. You always have fun makeup things. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, it's going to be really exciting. It's going to be obviously in the middle of Scorpio season. Something feels so electrically exciting about Scorpio season. Maybe it's the fall leaves. Maybe it's Halloween. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's all of it. But it's just like a super big sex, death, and transformation type of mentality. And the fact that that's going to be the other home game is just like, oh, I I just like, it feels like electric. Yeah. You know, I can't wait. Yeah, Uh, I'm super excited for it. Yeah, yeah, and that's when both teams are going to be playing, the Appalachian Hell Buddies and the Black Diamond Buddies. That's right. Um, yeah, and maybe we can talk about that really quick. Yeah. So um, Athens-Ohio Roller Derby itself is a league, and then within that league we have two teams within that league. So there's Appalachian Hell Buddies, which was the original team, and then the Black Diamond Buddies, which is a team that we've added on since the team has expanded so much over the last um couple years so yeah it's gonna be really awesome everybody's gonna get to play which was kind of a sad point of this last game like there are only 15 roster spots and they're way more than 15 people in this Mm -hmm. league so um you know quite a few people didn't get to make didn't get to play that game which is sad so now everybody will get to play it'll be amazing Mm -hmm. halloween skates beer food music Yes, all, all the things. The, all the things. <laughs> what else do you so need? So many things. Yeah, <laughs> and to like not toot my own horn, but I was so stoked I got to play yeah. at the last home bout. Like, I was fully, when January rolled around this past January, I was like totally fine with skating as a rec member, which means that you skate with the league, you practice with the league, volunteer with the league, but you don't play in any official games. You know, it all seemed really scary, and I was nowhere near passing everything. And it wasn't until coaching approached me and said, you know what, you're moving really quickly. I think you should just go for it. I'm like, Mm -hmm. really? Yeah. So I, you know, went further as a full member, and it was like it all happened within like weeks. It happened really fast. It was so fast. Yeah. Um, and I was not anticipating like rostering at all because there were so many good players. Yeah. There's so many good players in our league. Um, and I got rostered as an alternate and I like almost cried just to be an alternate, just to have on the uniform and, you know, be ready and prepare because you never know. And the last second, it was like the day before I found out that I was going to be skating Mm -hmm. and I lost it. I know, and you were so nervous uh, all that week. You were like, yeah. what's going on with that roster? What's happening? I was, yeah. <laughs> so I was just real intent about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, like, part of me felt really bad because there were other derby members that had started around the same time as me um, or even a few months before that didn't get rostered. And it's hard to put yourself in that situation of like, okay, well, I want everybody to feel included, but it is a competitive sport and you also have to be really fucking proud of yourself for totally. how far you've come. Yeah, totally. And that's 
uh, how much time do we have for this? But um, any, <laughs> any and all. Like this is an unlimited time podcast. Yeah, I mean this. That's also a great point. Is like. It's really hard not to compare yourself to other people, too. Yeah. You know, and it's it's really hard, especially if you've been there for a little bit of time and somebody else new comes in and, like, maybe they're better. You know, there, there are tons of skaters on this team that it's like, God, I'm never going to be, like, I'm never going to be like that, you mm-hmm. know, because they're also... 25 or whatever you know and I'm not 25 you know they've got a lot of energy that I just don't have but um it's really been a good journey for me to try to not compare myself to other people in this sport because if you do and you keep doing that you will always be miserable you absolutely can't do it yeah and I feel like that's why the sport is so good for it's like for everybody really um, or anybody who's available to be up on skates and yeah. willing to, like, mm-hmm. possibly get bruised up and stuff. Um, because it is so open and accepting and there's so many different assets that people can be, like, working with with roller derby. Um, like, I didn't even, like, comprehend or I didn't even comprehend until I was talking to a veteran who, uh, scary, mm-hmm. she she says she absolutely hates blocking because she's not good at it. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, you've been skating for how many years? Like, how is that, like, not something you're good at? Until I saw her block, I'm like, oh, okay, that's why she's jamming. But she's also, like, an amazing jammer, right? Yeah. She literally will get, like, on the line, like, literally middle of meters out, like, about to go out of bounds, and yeah. she... It's just like the matrixing away from mm-hmm. all of the <laughs> aggression and then skates around. Like, how did that just happen? Yeah, she really is an amazing jammer. And, mm-hmm. you know, as far as me, like, I hate jamming. Mm-hmm. Um, I would rather just block the entire time. <laughs> Same. Like, I would so much rather do that. Yeah. Um, but as a result, like, I should push myself more to jam more because the reason I feel like I'm not good at it is because I don't practice it because I'm not good at it, you know, which is something that I told you too. Like if I, if I had come into this and struggled, like, I mean, I definitely had struggles for sure. Don't get me wrong. But Mm -hmm. like if I had come in and I just like couldn't even stand up, like I would have quit because I don't have like the drive or maybe like (laughs) self-esteem to like keep doing it, you know? So I would have quit to be honest. So I don't know, you know, and it's good, it's a nice little, like, microcosm to, like, look at all of these decisions that you make and, like, choices you make and understand why you do the things that you do and, like, you know, especially if you're a particularly contemplative person. Mm -hmm. It's a lot to think about. Thanks again for listening, guys. If you want to follow more of Athens, Ohio roller derby or any of my roller derby experiences, Feel free to follow me on Instagram at Ethereal Odyssey, or you can follow my Roller Derby League's page on Instagram at athens.ohio.roller.derby on Instagram. (laughs) And then we also have a Facebook page. Um, I believe we have both Appalachian Hellbetties and um, AURD Roller Derby. Thanks again.